with another episode of Kinda Complicated. I am one of your hosts, Latoya, and I have my amazing co-host. It's your girl, Primayana, and today we have a special guest, our first special guest. Yes. So we want to welcome Alexis to the podcast, and Alexis, we went to school together, university together. Mm-hmm. And we both graduated from, we all graduated from an illustrious HBCU. Okay. And now Alexis is doing big things in LA. And she is going to talk to us today about celebrity culture. But before that, Alexis, you tell us about what you're doing in LA right now. Okay, great. So hi, guys. I'm Alexis. Um, I live in LA. I've been here for like a year and I work at a label doing marketing for all of our hip-hop and R&B artists. So I'm around artists and celebrities and music industry culture 24-7 because of my job, but also that's LA. So I'm excited to be here and talk about it. Let's get into it, period. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> thank you for coming. We definitely appreciate it. Yes, Off camera, but definitely want to say on camera, just thank you. Well, not on camera, but on podcast but anyway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so how's everyone week going so far actually this is our second time recording we're like real life podcasters in this bitch because this is our second episode that we recorded this week so we're like legit (laughs) at this point we haven't put the first episode out yet so we we sort of legit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so Alexis, how was your week? Um, how was my week? I feel like I'm talking to my therapist. Every time she <laughs> asked me, I'm like, um, and then I didn't forget about the 10,000 times I've No, at. for real. <laughs> I'm like, oh, girl, I had a horrible week, actually. Um, but my week was good. It was good. I had a friend in town, so I took her out in LA, and then work was cool, you know, pretty chill, surprisingly. So good week for me. That's good. That's good. That's how about good. y'all? My week was. It was cool too. I had, it was very like low key at work. Nobody was asking me for stuff until Friday. And I was like, why y'all ask me for stuff on a Friday? And it was like, I was working all day on Friday after not really working all week. So other than that, I would say it was good. Um, My week was long. Like it was just so long, but I couldn't tell you why it was long. Um, <laughs> it was so long like like I literally went to sleep every day at like eight o'clock like it was just a long week but the crazy thing about it work was not busy I guess that's why it was long because I wasn't doing nothing and then yeah it was just a long week but it was cool like you know nothing really happened okay I'm also also People are in and out of my, my mom and daddy house. So you'll hear a little beep of noise when somebody leaves out. But anyway. Um, it's just always seeing your face how you do. I get so annoyed. Happens, you're like, oh. <laughs> I get so annoyed because they know I'm recording. They don't care. So it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, I'm on. I'm doing the Wordly game. And I'm on an eight-day streak. So I'm really Is it Wordly or is it Wordle? Whatever. I'm going to say... No, I, I think it is. <laughs> no, I think it is. Of course, me always mispronouncing stuff. It is Wordle. But okay. I'm on an eight-day streak, and I just got my word today. So I'm like, 
Can I can I ask what what is that? <laughs> it's a website. <laughs> it's a website where pretty much you just guess the word of the day. It's a five letter word. And you just you have what six chances to mm-hmm. guess the word. The New York Times just bought it. So you guess you have six tries to guess the word. And sometimes the word is easy, and then sometimes it's like, what the fuck is that? So it's really like a, a matter of process of elimination. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that I, makes- usually, I usually start my day off doing it just to be like, okay, I'm using my brain. So you know, does make you use your brain? Yeah, that's 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 why people are doing it. Okay, that sounds like something I should probably do every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's like, like when I saw people posting it on Twitter, I was like, hey. what the fuck y'all doing? And so, you know, I don't like people knowing stuff and I don't know it. So that was my, that's the only reason why I found out what it was. I was like, nah, y'all not going to be posting this cryptic stuff and I don't know what's going <laughs> on. So I Google. And so I was like, hmm. So I played. I was like, okay, I see. I, I understand the hype. Like once mm-hmm. you play, it's like, you get that little rush, that little adrenaline after you win. And you're like, okay, I'm not dumb. And so I think that's what keeps people coming back. Cause you like, you want to test yourself. You're like, oh I'm not slow. And so like yesterday and the day before it was some hard ass words. And ever since the New York times bought it, them words been hard as hell. And everybody's <laughs> like, look, look, you need to calm down. So it is definitely like a little brain game, but I like word games. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I be playing play. games on my phone, and some I asked somebody to do that, and they looked at me like I was crazy. I oh, was no, like, I don't play no games on my phone. Really? It's nuts, right? No <laughs> games on my phone. Like when people play them, and they used to send mm-hmm. them to me. I'm like, what is this? What do you want me to do? Play a game with you? So you're not gonna ever do Wordle. I see it. I kind of want. To, I want to try, but also it's like I think I'm competitive, but I also don't like to lose. So it's like if I lose, yeah, yeah. Because the first you. few times I started, I would like lose by like one letter, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but it kept making me win a play because I'm like, "No, I got to get this right. Like I got to." But yeah, I'm about to look it up right now while while yeah. we talk. <laughs> yeah, and it's a website, not an app. And that's yeah. kind of pisses me off when y'all said that. I'm like. In 2022, you don't have an app? No, for real. Like, you literally have to go to your web browser, type it in. Yeah. I would just Google it, because I don't even know the website, actually. I just Google it every day. on New York Times now. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. And they're changing it up, too. They're using more than one word, because me and my coworker was, like, trying to compare notes. Oh, more than one letter. Yeah, because... Mm -hmm. um, yesterday word was kind of hard and yes. i was like almost at the end and i'm like it, my Me last too. two word is like id he was like i got id but it's not my last two words i said oh shit they done changed it up so yeah they they get real slick mm-hmm. with it. like sometimes like you know how at first when you were playing it they would never repeat a letter mm-hmm. but now they repeat letters so yep that makes it harder because you like Okay, I only got this many letters left, and you're like, I only got one vowel left. One yep. vowel. I'm that supposed to make a word out of that. That was yeah. yesterday for me. Yeah. Yesterday, I was so, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I tried to cheat, and I still couldn't get it. I was like, damn, I'm really lost. But I figured it out, and I was like, wow. Once you figured it out, you was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And I know this word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, are we ready to begin our first segment? We are. Okay. Um, so I just want to say, so to give more insight, me and Yana, we planned the episodes like a long time ago. Like we had like a certain amount of episodes we want to do in the season. And we kind of have like a, oh, that was me. Huh. <laughs> that was me that time. Mm-hmm. I should. Oh, it happens. Oh no, I didn't want to. Sorry, I just turned off my. We plan our stuff out, you know, in advance. So sometimes I already have like how I want to <laughs> describe the episode. So for this particular episode, I said, "Bruh, why do you care so much, niggas? Head deep in celebrities' personal business." And what kind of triggered this was um, on uh, Twitter a few weeks ago. This was like the whole situation that was happening with Little Baby and Jada. And someone tweeted like, yeah, you know, $100,000 doesn't mean nothing to Jada. And somebody's like, but how do you know this? Like, why are you so invested? And I'm like, huh, why are people so invested in celebrities? Like, to the point where they're like, yeah, you know, X amount of money don't mean shit to them. It's like, but how do you know this? And so, um, you know, we did some research. We pulled some data, just kind of like talk about like where the need to like, be invested in celebrity culture um to give more insight like celebrity culture and just being invested in celebrity lives have it's been around since the beginning of time um celebrity is a relative recent phenomenon but in our ancestry world any person about who we knew intimate details of his or her person private life was by definition socially important to us so in our ancestral time it wasn't about like a famous person it was necessarily someone who may not be in the same tribe as you just knowing like somebody who didn't necessarily live in the same space as you and people use that as a way to like maneuver survival survival of the fitness and so forth yeah. And, you know, in more recent culture, like the celebrities that we know are like people that are in history, like Julius Caesar or um, Napoleon, like people that were war heroes. Those were our famous people. And so it really wasn't until like the 18th century when celebrity culture came into be like, for example, Alexis, I don't know if you watch Bridgerton, um, but like in that show the people were nobles and aristocrats but once they got the little newsletter where the gossip was coming in monthly they were like oh my gosh this is a hot tea and so like that was just an example of real life how in the 18th century celebrity culture began and so it really just became out people writing their little salacious information about these rich people that they knew of and then like once it became a real thing it was like people were getting steamships in order to get their information to London and to the United States, because that's how serious it was. Like people was like, I got to tell people about this. And so like authors and poets became um, the celebrities and like politicians became celebrities at this point. Like in, for example, in 1862, the, Prince of Wales got married and they sold 930,000 copies 
of the newspaper. And that was three times the amount of newspaper they've ever sold. Like, because people getting married was the gossip. And, you know, that's exactly how it is today. It really was just like, nothing's changed. Just the way that the media culture has really changed. Um, And like, the which form of medium that we use, because obviously people don't really read the newspapers as much anymore. But, you know, we read on Snapchat, even post celebrity gossip. Like they have a version of the shade room on Snapchat that you can go and see without having to go to Instagram. Like that's how serious it is. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Like, people be like back in the day and it's like no back in the day they was doing that too like the shade room was still around just a different name right yeah speaking of the shade room how do y'all feel about the shade room because me personally when the shade room first came out like I was so invested like the comments during that time was like really really funny but it has definitely like evolved to a very toxic um situation that I stay away from as much as possible personally I think that (laughs) I think that the shade room has all been toxic and now everybody just suddenly is so positive that now it's been toxic it's it's called shade room so Mm -hmm. when people are like I don't do it anymore it's toxic it's always been toxic and you've been toxic right along with it and that's okay because we're human but it's always been toxic so like I think it's just doing what it's, it's doing what it was meant to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever meant to be positive. Like if it was like a New York Times or something or a place that really is like factual, then I was like, oh my God, but like, no, no, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Be shady. Yeah, I agree. It's <laughs> always been toxic and it's just like, that's not the way that I want to consume my information. Mm-hmm. And so, because the way they put it is always in a negative light if it doesn't suit them. And so I don't like the way they put more, because obviously we're Black and we're marginalized people, but I feel like people who are more marginalized than that standard, they abuse their power instead of using it for good. Like if you're posting a trans child, you know what kind of comments are probably going to come from that. Turn your comment section off. So people won't, if they want to talk about it, they're going to talk about it in their own medium. And it's just like, those are like little things that they could do to fix their toxic culture, but they don't. And so it's like, why do you want to consume your information that way when these people aren't in good faith doing things? And that's not real news. Like, you know, they get the news at the same time everybody else do. They just, the way they frame it, I'm just like, "Mm, no thanks, not for me. Right. It's so many other sites that do it. Right. And honestly, I like salute Cardi B. Like people could say whatever they want to say, how they want to say about Cardi B, but Cardi B definitely kind of set the tone when she told them like, stop posting me. And if you do keep posting me, like, then we're going to have legal (laughs) situations and like really act on it with Tasha K. Like, you know, like I understand like being a celebrity, like it comes with the notion of being a celebrity, but I'm sure Mm -hmm. like it's, it's hurtful. And I'm sure she's someone who look at that type of stuff so the fact that she's like someone who's actively like fighting against it like I salute her because I'm sure that's not easy because I'm sure like you want people to talk about you but at what at what cost so Mm -hmm. and she said it was affecting her mental health like wow 
I mean, you can't do that to people and think that they're they're not going to say anything, especially when like I'm doing in a negative way. You're not reporting the news like, okay, Offset cheats on Cardi B. That's you reporting the news. But, you know, you framing it in a way that's going to make people talk about Cardi B instead of Offset. Like, come on. Like, you know what you're doing. You're instigating. Right. And that's all that they do. Um, But back to the... um, research. A Belgian psychologist, Charlotte D. Becker, um, found that young people even look to celebrities and popular culture for learning life strategies that would have been learned from role models within one child long ago. Teenagers in in particular seem to be prone to learning how to dress, how to manage relationships, and how to be socially successful in general by turning into popular culture. Me personally, I kind of feel that because me, like in particular, with just my background, like I didn't necessarily want to be anybody that was around me. So I did kind of look into like popular culture, popular black culture. And that's when like 106 Apart was popping. That's when TRL was popping. And so that's definitely where I got like a lot of things that I shot for from that. So I definitely agree with that sentiment for sure. Um, moving forward, so, of course, with ingesting a lot of, like, celebrity culture, popular culture, there is a thing called celebrity worship syndrome. That is where it's described as obsessive addictive disorder, where an individual becomes overly involved in interest, i.e. completely obsessed with the details of the personal lives of a celebrity. Now, granted, there's always shit going on with celebrities. More than likely, a celebrity is like the main character of social media and Twitter. But when you get too invested and too like stuck into the details of what's going on, that kind of leans into the celebrity worship syndrome. Um, the entertainment social dimensions relate to a- attitudes where individuals are attracted to a celebrity because of their perceived ability to entertain and to become a social focus of conversation with like-minded others. Also like with celebrity worship syndrome, you can see it in like the whole phenomenon with the BBLs, which is a Brazilian butt lift. And it's kind of a dilemma. I stated it as a dilemma because, you know, no judgment to the people who got their their body done, but I just I'm just more concerned of what at what cost because I literally saw a young lady on Twitter who had like five procedures in one surgery. And it's just like so many people are cutting costs trying to get like this ideal body, this ideal shape. And it's like, you know, you fucking up your whole thing trying to like get this whole ideal body. And on TikTok alone the hashtag BBL has garnered about 2.9 billion views so you know it's just only like so many people that's looking at that and like so many people that's looking at that and so just being cautious about like what we're ingesting and in this particular article that I pulled this information from it says as girls and women watch others on TikTok happily showing off their evolving post-surgical bodies to the tune of millions of likes and positive comments invasive cosmetic surgery may seem all the more desirable and worthwhile which you know I'm all for 
people getting work done, but at what cost, just making sure like you're getting done by the best persons and someone who know what they're doing because you know it's so many people who have bad stories like K Michelle has a whole series about people having bad plastic surgery so just like being careful on like what you get for the sake of like being a bad bitch because I, I, I salute a bad did bitch. she talk about her own surgery mm-hmm it's okay. on Lifetime, and it's very graphic that I couldn't really watch it because my stomach was turning, mm-hmm. but, like, they get really graphic. They show pictures. This lady wow. had, like, lipo, and her stomach literally turned another color because they did something wrong, and, like, I couldn't I couldn't watch it. Like, literally, my, my skin was crawling, but she was talking about her work, and she, like, talked to different women who had, like, bad work done, and I think she, mm-hmm. like, helped them to, like, get reconstruction on their bodies so and I still Mm. I think it's still going on but yeah I couldn't really watch it because it was too graphic for me personally yeah I mean I agree like getting your body done in certain places nip and tuck I'm I'm all for it like Mm -hmm. if you want to do a little snip here snip there do it but you know you do have to make sure you're mindful about who you're going to and you know what are you doing it for like I understand like you know a nose job because you feel like you would look better with a smaller nose on your face because you know and some some people do look better when they get a nose job like they just do and I mean that's no shade that's just reality and you know some people do look better if they have more fat in their butt and um to fill out their clothing and stuff like that I get that but you know it's like when you get like h size titties and you know none of your clothes fit and it's like what are you doing this for is this a gag like do you not you know feel that you need a, a certain thing in your life I don't know but I feel like those are the more extreme cases but you do have to be mindful and I think these people should maybe have some like kind of therapy before they get this surgery to make sure like they're doing it for reasons. Like, would you be happy if you didn't get this surgery? Like, I know some people that's like, I really want an ass. And it's like, they want to look better in their clothes. I get that. And so it's just, you have to be very mindful. Like, you know, are you, is your, are you mentally in the right place to get this done? I think that's, like, I think that's important. Uh, being mentally in the right place mm-hmm. uh, I don't know BB, BBL culture to me is is so fascinating because I think it's so fascinating because like at this point we used to look at surgery as something that rich people did something that mm-hmm. the, the normal American could not afford mm-hmm. and now the difference now is that the normal American can afford to get surgery and mm-hmm. BB, BBL culture is like <laughs> I'm a victim because sometimes I'll be like, maybe I should just get a BBL. But I'm also somebody that has had a flat ass since I can remember. And I got <laughs> I got talked about it so much. So it's like, I mean, it would be very fitting if I got a fat ass because I've been getting talked about for a while. But also <laughs> I realized that I would like, but then I saw like, I think I saw some TikTok video just like talking about like how basically getting the BBL now is an investment, which I totally mm-hmm. agree. It is. It's an investment to a whole new life usually like it can be yeah like you're gonna start getting you're gonna start attracting these certain men that like to spend money they like to trick off and 
you know, in doing that, then you can kind of elevate yourself up. So I just, I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of, it's a lot of pros and cons to BBL culture, but like, you just gotta accept what comes with it, which is like, you may be botched or you may have a very bad surgery if you don't mm-hmm. do the research. But I'm also, again, not mad at anybody that's getting it done. Like I feel y'all, but when, I, I think it goes too far. Like, I don't know, it just depends. Cause like at one point I'm like, I'll never get that. Like, I don't need that. And it's like, oh, I might not be too bad but right um I just think that is how also how powerful social media is and especially mm-hmm. TikTok like mm-hmm. anything that I see on TikTok I'm gonna go buy it really oh my gosh I have like a, a bag full of stuff from Target just because girls on TikTok are all using it that's mm-hmm. how powerful I think I think social media was very powerful but now TikTok is in a whole new powerful lane of its own like mm-hmm. it's being, and I watch a lot of those videos too because I'm always looking at under eye fillers because I want to get some and like I just watch them do you think that TikTok is so powerful because of the medium that it is like with the short videos and re- like re- mm-hmm. repetition right after each other and so yeah. you know you can digest a lot more in yeah. a shorter amount of time like mm. I was reading somewhere that like the human average attention span is like 0.9 seconds. So mm. short form pieces of content just work so much better because you can rewatch them and mm. then not only rewatching the same video, but you can re you can go watch like 10,000 videos and then you can go on TikTok <laughs> for like five hours. No, for real. That's, that's usually how it is when I'm on TikTok. Like usually yeah. it's like, oh, I'm not going to be on there for a little second. Three hours in a yeah, no, for I did no work today. <laughs> That's so funny. And you know, the reason why I've stayed away from TikTok is because of that. Like, I've heard so many, like, everybody who I know that was active on TikTok since its inception were like, I'm on it for hours. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I want that, man. And you know, I've been actively avoiding it until like last week enough. I saw this lady from Twitter, because you know, Twitter brings a lot to TikToks to uh, Twitter. Yeah. So, I be seeing them and so I went to her page on TikTok because I have that app downloaded just because if somebody sent it to me I don't want to watch it from my phone view I want to go to the app so I have the app and so I was like let me go to this lady's TikTok and I watched her TikTok for two hours and I was like oh my god this is how people do it and I'm like (laughs) it's okay it really is easy because I'm just like okay and I'm like going back to reply who she replied to let me see where this conversation was going like Like, that was my first deep dive into TikTok I was like wow and y'all I made three TikToks in 24 hours and I was like I'm getting good at this I I love it okay I so I put it down for like the week though because I'm like okay that was (laughs) that was a lot so I was like I okay. I love TikTok personally. I I love it. I love it, and no one can tell me about it. And then it changes so many people's lives. I'm like, if you're yeah. not on TikTok, you're an idiot. Like mm-hmm. anybody's life can change. Like you really can. Go get on TikTok and go get some money, or just find <laughs> something new, or just have fun. I like to just have fun and make stupid videos because yes and that is definitely like how tiktok can change somebody's life because you can Mm -hmm. go from this amount of followers to this amount of followers yourself uh like it's crazy it's amazing but it's crazy and just like i said how tiktok is easily consumed but it's also easily shared on other platforms so Mm -hmm. you pop in there and shit you popping everywhere Um, no really and then just think about like scrolling through tiktok and this girl is showing you 
her before or after BBL pictures and she making it like it's so easy. Like, yeah, like the downtime mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. I get my fupa and I get my massages. And it's like, maybe I could do this. So it's like just seeing like, because I don't know, sur- surgery to me is very scary. Like it's a big it scary. Is. Like, I don't like that is probably the only reason why I probably never get a BBL is because I'm scared of surgery. But like seeing somebody's after is like, oh, they look like they're fine. And it's like, oh, okay. And then they're going to tell you everywhere. They're going to be like, I went and got it here for this doctor at this amount. This was the mm-hmm. downtime. So they're telling you all the research you need to know. And then at the end of it, you kind of sold. You're like, okay, I could do this. Yeah, you're like a little pain for six weeks. Okay, you know. Yeah. And you're like, bitch, you got a perk. Percocets, come on. <laughs> and I'm just like, also, the, also, I always wonder, like, the girls that are getting BBLs, what job do you work? I can't get six weeks off. Right. No, for real like, like unless you had a baby girl you ain't getting no six weeks off no. so that's what i'm always wondering like okay yeah unless yeah. i don't know like i i mean i know a lady that got uh, she got a weight loss surgery it wasn't a bbl mm-hmm. but she got you know time off but she got it to the point where because it wasn't like it was medically necessary it was a weight loss surgery yeah. but she got time off so i mean I guess if they treat it like it's a weight loss surgery or something, I don't know. Maybe they job could do it like that. But imagine saying you got weight loss surgery and come back to work with a fat ass. They can like, <laughs> well, especially if it's around a lot of white people. Like, yeah, the white the, they're gonna go crazy. Like, what weight loss surgery is this? Like, oh, they just took all the fat out of my stomach and put it in my ass. Weight loss. <laughs> Smaller, the ass is just bigger. Like, come on now, <laughs> catch up. You know what? I'm, I'm actually not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not either. No. Like, my only concern is like, how does she go look in like 10, 15, 20 years? Like, and that's really what the question is because I'm I have kidding. a cousin with a fat ass, and it's naturally fat. Like yeah. when I say it's fat, it's like humongous and she was literally dragging a wagon and you know that was a lot of weight on her as an older woman and Mm -hmm. that why do you want all of that especially because if you get older and you just gain weight as you get older it's just gonna get bigger so but like that's the that's a good question too like so once you get a bbl i guess you can continue gaining weight in your ass yeah if you're gaining weight they yeah. yeah. Dude, I never thought of yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like everybody says like how's it gonna look years from now? But like it's people that like it's people that have had BBLs now, True. like over 10, 20 years. I don't I mean but I like is it changing like the way the surgeries are changing? Yeah. I, I think you know they're trying to be more innovative in the way they do these surgeries. And I don't think these are the same surgeries women were getting back in the day. Like mm-hmm. I guess because Kim Kardashian, right? Because yeah. I mean, BBL is very invasive because they're taking it from one place and putting it in another, so they're mm-hmm. pretty open up. But yeah, I've heard stories of women like I saw this one girl I subscribed to on YouTube, and she got a BBL, and she was telling me, well, she was saying that when they scrape the fat from her stomach, she can like feel the scrape marks on her stomach she was like I know that sounds crazy she was like but I can like that's where the pain like she feel the throbbing in the place where they scrape 
And I was, that for me was like, uh, okay, maybe I should reconsider this. Because it was just like, you know, she basically said like the butt wasn't even the worst part. She said like getting the fat and stuff taken from her stomach, that hurt more than the butt. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, you know, you have to lay down on a plane and mm-hmm. get multiple plane tickets. And, you know, that's and you uncomfortable. Get your massages too. Girl, you, you have to get daily massages, your yeah. faha. Like all of that is just very invasive and I think it's one of the highest like complicated procedures to do so I, I that's why I just be like is it worth it I know someone personally who got a BBL she got it done in Miami and the person who took care of her was like yeah it was like cattle it's like they were treating them ladies like cattle in and out mm-hmm. like in and out but uh she she got it done she looked good but she did have some complications afterwards and she got it done you know, in Miami. So it's like, even when people are like, oh, don't go like outside the country shit, even here, like people are mm-hmm. running into complications. So, you know, just be careful. That's all I <laughs> be careful. Cause mm-hmm. that shit, you know. I mean, it's like any other surgery. Surgeries just can have complications. Like mm-hmm. yeah. watch Grey's Anatomy, people just die. So it's just like, it's just another surgery. Mm-hmm. And you have to be prepared for those consequences. Yeah. But I would hate to die just because I wanted to have a fat ass. Yeah, me yeah. too. Like if I die because of that, just say I had like open heart surgery. Like just like <laughs> you're dumb. No, for real though. Like that's just that's between me and the Lord. Don't tell nobody that. Don't tell nobody that, please. Don't make me an advocate yeah, for that surgeries. <laughs> They're it's like they probably somebody family probably will make them an advocate. Don't do that. I, I was just I was about to say I want everybody to know if I do, and then make me an advocate against surgery. Like I won't be the face of no surgery. Like <laughs> they're gonna pass a law called the Alexis Act. <laughs> <laughs> like, no I more BBLs. I need y'all to continue my name up because once I got that BBL, I was supposed to be lit and now I'm dead. So continue to like raise my name up because I still got to be lit. Like, don't let me die. I cannot. There was actually an episode on this show called The Resident last week. Last week, too, a girl was found on the street and when she got into her Uber and she passed out in the Uber and he took her to the hospital. He was like, I don't know. She just got in my Uber and she passed out. And then, like, they like, what's going on with her? And they didn't know what was going on with her. So they, like, unzipped her and saw, like, the bandages and stuff. And they was like, oh. And it was a BBL. And, like, at the end of the episode, they saved her life and everything. And she was like, how does it, how does it look? And they was <laughs> like, you look when you get up. Like, what? Like, you know, she, like, they told her that she had sepsis and she could have died on the table. And she oh. was like, how does my ass look like oh that God. was her her response and so it was just like crazy she was one of the girls like she was famous on tiktok and she was trying to get more followers she thought the bbo was gonna get her more followers like this was literally the episode last week that's crazy because okay, i'm literally just thinking about it getting a bbl for more followers on tiktok is where i draw the line if you want to get bb <laughs> if you want to get a bbl so like these men can start spending money on you and then you can live a very lavish life and pimp these niggas yes yeah <laughs> girl you can do a lot of other things to get followers on TikTok. right right like, shit, also, who shit. Check, like who's checking for a fat ass on tiktok unless you came with a fat ass like tiktok followers are not like oh i ain't watching her video she don't watch her <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but honestly i don't 
whatever. I feel like there's more so white girls who be doing that shit and be like, no, I want to get a DVL so I can, you know, get the popping and shit. I I, I, me personally, I ain't never seen no black girl just be like, yeah, I want that because I want to get popping on social media. Like, we know the finesse that comes with the body. So, I don't know. TikTok follows the last thing that's on my mind. That's a side hustle. (laughs) Right. At this point. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But, but yes, um, Alexis, as someone who works in the music industry, what are your thoughts about people people that are over consumed about celebrity uh, lives? I think first, I want to say I understand why people are so consumed because it literally is interesting. Like it is mm-hmm. like, and once like. Once somebody else is talking about it, then you're gonna talk about it. And then I get I get the obsession. But when you get like too overconsumed, like then I think that's like the issue. And I just think mm-hmm. like for the most part, a lot of like half of the world is kind of over like overconsuming. Like mm-hmm. but then if you don't know it, then you're probably like an outcast. Like, oh, you don't know what's happening with blah blah blah. Sure. Like I was I was with my homegirl. Um and I and I would say that she really loves pop culture. If she ever hear, hears this, I'm not talking shit. Um <laughs> she loves pop culture and stuff. Um and it, also she kind of has to because she's like on social media and she's an influencer. But like she was telling me about like how you know Miami's friend got beat up, and I would have never known about any of this. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, it's a whole thing on social media. And then I'm seeing it now, now everyone's having the conversation. So it's like it's also in a sense like that is now like I feel like millennial and Gen Z like that's our news like we don't really mm-hmm. care about like the real stuff that's happening except for like World War Three that I hope does not happen but right. like, no one is really caring about what's going on in the news because our news now is like celebrity culture so I mm. mean I think it's very unhealthy because once you start over consuming those things that's I think those are when like the thoughts come in it's like oh I need a BBL or oh I need to go get this Gucci purse because she got it I need to do this I need to do that and then you start to um develop like very negative thoughts about how you perceive yourself and what you think beauty is and what you think success is so um I think it's normal for humans to do but once you start over consuming it it just starts kind of getting toxic and then starts fucking with your mental honestly mm-hmm. I agree. Um, how do you incorporate balance for artists with social media in their personal lives as someone who work in marketing in the industry? Um, so a, a lot of my job is to like try to is to basically like cultivate and create their brand on socials and get them kind of moving on socials. But I always just tell my artists like it's very like keep keep what you can personal, like because they don't like every and I think a lot of, I don't want to name any artist names, but a lot of people you see like that when they're too personal, it starts to affect them. And then they mm-hmm. share, they overshare and they share all the bad and all and all the good, but a lot of the bad. And then as fans, you kind of get turned off. So I think it's very, very important to keep what you can personal because they don't need to know everything. But I think, I do think you have to have a good balance of like a social media. If you're an artist, music promotion obviously that should be like the main thing and then like some lifestyle content giving them a little into what you do and everything is cool but um keeping the things that you really like are close to your heart and keeping those off social media keeping it personal like don't keep it too personal on social media 
because I think there's a it's a formula to like create that your fans feel like they know you enough, but also telling them nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it is it is a very very like fine formula that some artists have like came to create. That it's like I feel like I know this person, but it's like you actually don't know the fuck going on there. Like you don't know who they're dating, you don't know any of that. So I think finding that like fine line in between that is how you succeed on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Smart. And do you think an artist can be successful without social media? Oh my gosh. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I don't. Like, and honestly, so many artists think that they can. Mm-hmm. They think that they can. Um, and you just can't. The only way I would say that you can be the only way that you can be successful without social media, which again, I don't, I actually don't know if it's possible. I don't think it is. It's like, you would have to be a very undeniable talent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are not undeniable talents. That's very honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. So if you have music that just transcends genres and people are just moved by it, then yeah, your music could hold you up enough or you don't never have to have a social media following. And then you mm-hmm. could have... <clears throat> And then because, like, just because, like, on TikTok, like, how a song takes off on TikTok, and it, they don't, the songs don't take off on TikTok because of the artist, usually. It takes off because some random person loved the song so much, start making a million videos, everybody else makes a million videos. So, like that, you can still have very small success, and then mm-hmm. you can maybe have people that create fan pages of you and all this stuff, but I still think that you have to be on social media yourself because fans want to know what you look like. Fans want to know what you're listening to. Like, mm-hmm. I think what works so well with, like, the Summer Walker brand is, like, um, like a lot of girls that listen to Summer Walker, like, see themselves in Summer Walker, like, oh, I've been hurt before as well. Like, oh, I dealt with a mm-hmm. fuck nigga. So, like, even um, her being on, like, I know she doesn't like social media, but she still has, you see that she still has to be on there mm-hmm. in some extent. So, I think, I don't, I don't really think that you can make it in 2022 as an artist without social media. Mm-hmm. and even if you try to be a person without social media like someone's gonna make a page for you like so like you're still gonna mm-hmm. have a digital footprint somewhere so like it's impossible to be completely off the grid off of social media unless like you're not a real citizen or some shit <laughs> and you know I was thinking when you were saying that I was thinking about artists that possibly could fit that and you know I thought about Jay-Z you know he's not really on social media but he still has a Twitter page and Mm -hmm. he still has some form of social media presence so if also he doesn't like people old artists don't count yeah (laughs) I I literally like y'all I loathed when when Adele said I don't make music for TikTok and Mm -hmm. then all of the I work with a lot of developing artists and they're like, see, like, I don't need to be on TikTok. Adele's not. And it's like, you cannot ever take advice from a fucking worldwide star that got her right. before social media was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. TikTok wasn't even a thing when she was, like, got famous. So you cannot sure. take advice from her. What? Mm-hmm. No. So I'm like, Jay-Z and all those people, like, they, they already were famous before this was a thing. Social media, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I got her butt on Instagram. Right. And I was thinking about like artists like um like a J. Cole and a Kendrick Lamar who technically they don't post but they do have mm-hmm. the, the digital footprints. 
like on there so it may not get on when they get out yeah it may not be Mm -hmm. personal stuff but you know when they on there so you right about that. Even to talk about the Jay Z, like, yeah, he doesn't have a social media following because he doesn't have to. But like, you see, when he gets onto Twitter and tweets anything, it goes insane. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he tweeted. So it's like, mm-hmm. like the social media, the digital footprint is so much stronger than anything else. Maybe besides the in real in real life footprint, but I think digital may be a little stronger. Like, because mm-hmm. we're just in a digital world. Like, literally creating, they're creating fucking nfts for digital artwork. i still I do don't not understand. understand i don't I understand i now understand what an nft is but i still don't get why anybody would buy it right somebody, okay so somebody did tell me this again it's still stupid but if you're rich it makes sense it only makes okay. sense for people like those um eight nfts that every, all the like celebrities are buying like little baby and gonna and post Malone, those monkey apes NFTs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you spend like a mil- ten thousand a million dollars on this shit? And because some of the NFTs basically give you access to like a boys club. So everybody that owns one of those ape NFTs, like sometimes they'll throw like parties. Like you're obviously connected connected to upper echelon people, very rich people. So like the, it's more so people are buying NFTs for like the community aspect of it. Gotcha. Who about an ape? on a yeah. thing but like it's more so the communities that you can build within that thing which still doesn't make sense but basically I say all that to say like the metaverse like people are basically creating ways to not live in real life so your digital footprint is going to be everything because people don't even want to live in the real world now <laughs> this is a black mirror episode it, it is every and that's my favorite show I'm like <laughs> we are living black mirror all the time yes we are and and speaking of that like what do you think about the future of like celebrity lives and just social media and how things will evolve like what do you think I i used to see this thing on twitter and i don't know why people were saying this but they were like guys like sooner than later like we're not going to care about celebrity culture like it won't even be a celebrity anymore i don't believe them they're always going to be obsessed Mm-hmm. like come on now everyone's gonna be obsessed because look i mean the lives that they live are seemingly very interesting from the lives that normal americans live the normal american has um you know a cool job they have a family whatever they do the same thing like every single day for the most part you get stuck in a routine and then you have these people that are living crazy lives and, and some of it is because not some of it a lot of it is because you kind of aspire to live like that I don't care what anybody says. I've had a million people like, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. But you would love to live like that for just a day. Just a day. Just to have that. Get on a jet. Yeah, PJ, Mm -hmm. a yacht. You with the most beautiful woman in the world or the finest man in the world. You would love Mm -hmm. to live it just for a day. So a lot of it, I think, is not like celebrity culture. I think it's just going to continue to keep evolving and get Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, honestly, like I just think about when Eminem had like created the stand word. And like, I think people are probably want, like, I, I saw that video when that man jumped on like that thing for Michael Jackson and was like fucking tripping. Mm-hmm. But I still think that's happening now. Like people jumping on stages for like Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi. Like it's just going to keep evolving. Like the fan culture and all this fan culture is going to probably just kind of keep getting worse. And also I think now it's going to get worse because people are way more accessible now. Back in the day, you didn't see Michael Jackson walking in LA. 
in LA, baby, I can see anybody. I can see Drake if I wanted to. I can go see Chris Brown. I can go see anybody. So like, it's going to keep evolving and getting crazier because now celebrities are so much more accessible. And I think mm-hmm. people thought that it would deaden it because they're more accessible. I just think it just makes people way more crazier. And I right. think movie culture is going to keep evolving. Like, like groupie culture, honestly, is like, because groupies are now turning into BBL girls, turning into girlfriends. So mm-hmm. <laughs> keep evolving. And it's, it's crazy. I wish I could have a, like a documentary of like, LA like the LA scene crazy mm-hmm. shit you've probably ever seen in your life but um yeah it's just gonna keep evolving honestly people are gonna get crazier because they like it's, it's, it's just accessible now you can touch it now like any artist that you probably want you probably can go get you can get in their frame of view mm-hmm. yeah like I see, I see this way every day I see dancing Idris out every night <laughs> And, I, and everybody loves him. I, I'm not like a super like ah because I don't watch Snowfall. But mm-hmm. every woman I know is in love with him, and I'm like that. I I've seen that man about 20 times. I promise to God, everybody's accessible. Mm-hmm. Y'all shot. No, that's real. That's real. That well, is. We're down to like eight minutes and 50 seconds on this on this session. So whatever. So. <laughs> We're gonna hop on over quickly to our old girl, no, old girl, no segment. Uh, so, Yana, do you have any dating chronicles updates this episode? I would say this week because we recorded this week. Um, I will say that men are very irritating when you have things on your page and they ask you questions and they don't read and it's like why are you asking me something that's already on my page like this man was like so what kind of work do you do and I told him like what I do like I didn't tell him the job description that's already on my page I told him like what my activities were he's like "Mm, it sounds like you're in medical or you're in education OMG would you think if you put the two together it's on my page and I'm like I'm like, if you didn't know what it was, you could have Googled it, but I don't like men that make me have to give you more information and you could look up. Like if I see something on your page, I'm going to go Google it and see, let me, what is this? So I, I can bring it up in conversation. I'm not doing all the legwork, my guy. And so I feel like unmatched because that's going to be how this conversation is going to continue to go. So I'll be unmatching like, like this is a 15 minute speed dating round. Like I, you <laughs> got to go. Um, so that's how it's been this week. One guy has made it to the end of the week. So kudos to him. That's perfect. I have not been doing too much of anything. Like I said, it's been a long week and I've been going to sleep at like eight o'clock. So I have not been entertaining nobody at this point. Um, but yeah, so just that on that, on that part. Um, also, I Alexis. Just Alexis, oh. sorry. sorry. I said, do you use dating apps or do you just date during your real life and celebrity life? Um, um, <laughs> I, I actually like randomly had got on. So I'm like against dating apps. Like I'm like, okay. because my, my quote is men are so annoying. Why would I go on the app to try to find them? Like 
I don't want that's real. That is that's very real. Do I want y'all baby? Like right. No. I, I understand. You're so my so therapist right. told me to download the app and just give the give it a try. Mm-hmm. I gave it a try, y'all. And I really like you. I think it's a Virgo thing. I just be exiting everybody like no. no <laughs> yes. No, no, no. And I'm like, wow. And I hate when they ask me what I do. Like it is right there. So I have never successfully met up with anybody because even when I get to the point of doing it, I'm like, I'm not getting up with this motherfucker. <laughs> then I just delete the app. And I was like, yeah, no, I tried. Yeah. That was me, my my first and second go around. So this is my third time on the dating app. Okay, and okay. so I'm, I've been doing it for like four months now. So it's been okay. I've had some successful dates, some not successful ones, but I really don't even... There's only been two people that I've actually went on dates with in the four months because nobody makes it to that. But I'm yeah, pretty so sure that I've matched with like 50 men, at least at this point. Yeah, and they, if they don't make it past the week, I just be like unmatched. Like, oh, I'm not no, going to meet have- up with you. You're not going to get my number. Like, my whole saying is like, you're lucky to make it like three days. My shit is three days top. You're, you're out of here. Please <laughs> strike no. mm-hmm. out. Well, I only give it a week because, you know, like in dating app world, nobody responds fast because it's not like it's text message. Like they respond like the end of the night or every other day. So it's like, it's really three days if you want to count the conversation time. But, you know, it's like up oh, a week. I'm like, and if they even take longer than two days to respond, I unmatch. Like, I don't have time. That means that this isn't important to you. And so the things that I need you to do for me aren't going to be important to you either unmatched like I also made a manifestation list of what love will find me and so I've made a list of that and I just I'm gonna manifest that so that's good I should probably do that (laughs) (laughs) I listened to another podcast and this girl said she did that and her life partner came to her so I mean I said let me give it a try shit right (laughs) because I'm just going around in circles at this point. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> no, for real. But how much time do we have left? We have three minutes and 56 seconds. Okay. So do you want to talk about Megan Stallion or Kanye? I actually want to talk about Kanye because I want to get this theory out real okay. quick. And it's going to be quick. And it's, okay. like I said, it's pretty dark. My theory <laughs> is... He's split giving me OJ vibes. Um, if, so I watched the documentary, the 30 for 30 for OJ. And one mm-hmm. of the things they were talking about was that he wore the same type of shoes. Kanye is wearing these fucking boots. His posts are very like cryptic and very dark towards him. And he's giving me OJ vibes. And so, no, I do not want anything to happen to him or Kim, but it's giving me okay vibes, and so that's all I have to say. I mean, he's always giving unstable vibes, so yeah, unstable. Wow, I mean, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, I wasn't either. Her connection to OJ and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not feeling right. And I also don't like the way he posts stuff on social media about their conversations and stuff. That's very weird to me. Yeah, and it's very very manifesto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. very invasive I don't like that and it's like I don't even give a fuck about Kim but it's like okay you're doing a lot 
with this whole situation like yeah I hope she's like I'm sure she has like security details and all that good stuff right yeah I think my question sometimes now is because like it's so many like smoke and mirrors like I think I think it's it's kind of hard for me to show sympathy because I don't know what's real or fake. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know if y'all all conjured this up to make That's him true. like he was crazy and she was a sweetheart or whatever. Oh the case wow, was. you're right. Or y'all conjured this up to this is how we're gonna plan our divorce. So da da da. Like I don't know anymore. Right. And there is a TikTok theory that they were doing like a Bessie Yeah, like it's a walking ad. It was like their divorce is sponsored by Balenciaga. They were wearing Balenciaga. They've been wearing Balenciaga in all their pictures and whatever, whatever. So like stuff like that. It's like, I just don't know what to believe. Like I have Mm. no idea like what to believe. Like should I feel Especially that Pete shit. The what? The Pete Davidson (laughs) shit. Oh, exactly. Like, I just, I don't know what to believe, y'all. I just exactly. think everything is why. <laughs> I agree. It's like, oh, okay. And also, too, I just try to remind myself, like, maybe I just need to stay out of rich people's business. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like a lot going on there. Like, And it's above my pay grade. Right? It really is. And Hollywood is a very scary place. So it's like, I don't know what y'all be having going on, but I'm going to get my business. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely can get dark there, especially yeah. all the creepies and the pedos and the oh my goodness, it's a big ass circle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're mm. rested a minute out. So just want to say thank you so very much, Alexis, for coming on. We greatly appreciate you, and hopefully we'll have you soon again. Um, because this was definitely great. Yes. Um, yes. For me. No problem. Um, you can catch us on Instagram on kind of complicated. You can find me la 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 Toya underscore 10. And you can find me Prima Yana at Twitter. And Alexis, you want to plug your socials? Oh, sure. You can follow me at Lex Takes the City on everything. Period. Well, it's been another episode. See you.